It's time for Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair in West Reading. Got a question about your vehicle? Give us a call at 610-374-8800 or 888-401-0459. So let's get started with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Here's Tom and Ashley. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley on 8.30 a.m. WEU and... 11.60 WBYN. <laughs> and thank you so much for joining us tonight. This is a cold and blustery, interesting evening. Uh, Did we... you almost blow away on the way over? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have to move my mic. Oh, it's going to make well, some noise here. We, there we, we go. We're a little behind. We're a little behind, so it's like coming in full flaps here. Yeah, talking right. about Talking about good stuff. So, anyway... Yeah, it was pretty windy out today. Yeah, and it was, like, <laughs> the, it was just crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so we're going to talk about some interesting stuff today that maybe people have a lot of possible questions about, uh, but uh, we're going to be talking about dash lights. Yes. And most especially the check engine light, because a lot of people don't know how much does it cost, why is it on, what does it do, why can't I get a, an emissions inspection. And why doesn't the tape block it out? And why can't I just take the bulb out? Yeah. That won't work. Yeah. I did read, I was doing research today on this, um, you know, just getting different people's different opinions on, on not necessarily opinions, but uh, reading the internets, you know, because that's... You got a lot of different information there, don't you? a lot of different information on the internets. <laughs> some's good, some's not so good. Not so good. The, the one, uh, there's a message board that I was reading, and the, and the guy's like, I have a 95 Silverado, and will it pass inspection with my check engine light on? And someone answered him, just crack that that uh, dash open and take the bulb out. They'll never know. And I'm like, <laughs> Well... <laughs> uh, well, it'll pass safety inspection. Yeah, but it won't pass the won't pass emissions. emissions. But so, so it's not necessarily <laughs> just the check engine light. At but least I should say it won't pass the emissions in Berks County. Not in Berks County. That's right. Yeah. But would it pass in Schuylkill? It doesn't have one in Schuylkill. You got yes. it. Yes. That was a trick it. question of my question. <laughs> you got yourself. <laughs> actually, myself. actually, so um, the check engine light isn't checked in Schuylkill County. But the counties that don't have emissions inspection stickers actually have what they called an enhanced safety inspection. So with the enhanced safety inspection, they check a whole, they check a lot of the emissions devices to make sure that they're still there. Yep, to make sure they're still there visually. Because that's a that's a thing that you can take. Yeah, people take. take, You know, that was commonplace years ago because you know the check engine light would come on, they'd take the emissions equipment off. And then take the bulb out. What what emissions equipment would they remove? Like uh, the catalytic converters, oh, okay. the EGR valves. And years ago, before um, they had some of these monitors in the built into the computer systems, mm-hmm. people could take this stuff off, and there would you the check engine light wouldn't come on, or you know they delete that kind of stuff. So. Um, when Pennsylvania implemented the emissions inspection, they changed that to essentially you're not required to have a, a emissions inspection sticker in those areas. Right. But you'd still do get inspected when they look at it. They look to visually so see. it's a visual inspection. Yeah, it's an okay. anti-tampering inspection. Okay. Along with their, their regular regular safety inspection. Make sure everything's there. Yep. And I know that this is kind of a little off topic, but with the diesel 
we want to talk a little bit about the diesel and um, taking because there's no mm. there's no emissions inspection for diesels in Berks County or in Pennsylvania for that matter. Nothing that you would have to hook up to the OBD2 connector, but they still would fall under that visual anti-tampering. Mm-hmm. Um, there, what we are, what we, what we are seeing though, a lot of in the area with uh, diesel vehicles, um, the Pennsylvania State Police are actually actively out looking for. Um, people who deleted the emissions devices on newer diesel vehicles. Right. So um, if you remember the um, back in, oh, I'm going to say 2011, 2012, when Volkswagen, they, they got mm-hmm. busted for their cheating diesel scandal. Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, their diesel gate. Mm-hmm. That was, they were defeating those devices. And, and the same, which was almost the same thing as taking them off. Volkswagen made them look, well, they were physically there, but they would shut them off. They they wrote a program. Yeah, they to wrote shut, a program to shut them off. Right. Essentially defeating the emissions equipment that they were required to have. Right. So. But with the, the diesel trucks, I mean, a lot of the times you can tell that there's... There's something done to them. Something yeah. done to them. And yeah. I won't say yeah, what it is, but everyone knows... Are removed. Everyone knows what the what the little the phrase all is. The, all the smoke and everything. Yeah, yeah. they so, stick out like a sore thumb. But you, they can get pulled over, mm-hmm. and they can be fined. Oh, I don't remember what the fine is, but I know it's per piece, and it's a lot of money per piece. So, yes. so the catalytic converter, the EGR, the uh, what they call the DPF, which is a diesel particulate filter, right? DPF, and they also have another piece called an SCR which is a selective catalyst reduction, which okay. um, reduces greenhouse gases. Okay. That's essentially what it does. It's a crazy chemical reaction thing that goes on. Reduces uh, nitrides. Nit- oh, I'm going to mess it up. Nit- I got, I'll get a little tongue-tied. Nitri- nitrogen? Yes. Nit- nit- no. Yeah, I, I'll mess it up. Anyway, I need the word in front of me. <laughs> so uh, the short, the short, the acronym's NOX. So, oh, okay. yeah. yeah, the acronym's Knox, and I can't remember the, the words at the moment. So yeah. it'll come to me yeah. like five minutes from yeah. now. So <laughs> anyway. So we do have someone coming, calling in from um, Gilbertsville. You can give us a call, 610-374-8800. We are taking your calls. We are live tonight. Charles in Gilbertsville has a question about his Civic. Well, yes, my sister had to get rid of her uh, 1990 Chevy Corsica. I gave her 30 years of good work, but the frame went on her. Wow. Oh, yeah. The, she, yep. did, she did a good job. Yep, and uh, it was amazing. It was not a bit of body rust. It was really? The car. Yeah, no. I saw. I see another one. I go to the lo- local grocery store, and there's a fellow working there, and he has this. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Corsica too, and his body doesn't have a bit of rust on it either. I don't know if it's the steel or it's just amazing, or the paint or what. Yeah, the, the, the washing it, went. washing it, and taking care of it does yeah. works wonders for that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, she need her the Civic she bought. Um, yeah, the Civic she bought needs an oil change now. Okay, mm-hmm. and they of course they recommend uh, their Honda oil. Do you think that I should she should go with the Honda oil or any good name brand oil? I would go with any good name brand oil. Honestly, okay. Um, your name brand stuff you won't go wrong with. Um, I have heard there are there's some lower brand oils that are causing issues. I've heard mm-hmm. through the grapevine lately. Um, but any big, big brand name like Quaker State, Mobile, okay. Pennzoil, they're going to be your your tried and true. Um, 
and you won't have any problems with those. Now, should she change the oil filter every time she changes her oil? Yes. Yes, I yes. would. Yeah, okay. yeah, I would definitely do it. Is the oil filter actually traps all the contaminants right. in there? And when the oil filter clogs, there's actually a bypass valve in there. Mm-hmm. So it'll actually stop filtering the dirt, and the dirt will just bypass. And okay. then it ruins the engine quicker. Goes right back into the engine. Yeah. Okay, now I know there's many oil filters at the price ranges. What should she go with the best she can find or the most expensive or what you recommend? Actually, I'm gonna. I'm looking it up. He's, right look, now he's actually looking I'm up the spec for the, for the oil. I think it takes five W twenty oil. Just yeah, so five twenty. It yeah. recommends five twenty L. Yeah. So with five twenty oil, I in that car, um, a synthetic blend would be great in that car. Okay. I, you know, yeah. kind of mid range. Um, I we don't like um, we use Quaker State at our shop, and okay. our regular Quaker State that we use is actually like a low synthetic blend. Um, I think they told me it's 10 to 15% is usually where it's at. We don't have any issues with our, with the oil sludging or anything like that. So if you buy like the lower grade oils, a lot of times like, are like the regular oil, it'll start to sludge when it gets older. So with that little bit of synthetic in there, it does keep it cleaner longer and does help. So I, I personally would use a synthetic blend in it. Yeah, at, and at just minimum. just use the weight that um, that the um, the manufacturer calls right. for. Mm-hmm. And how about the oil filters? I know there's all kind of price ranges out there. Do you have any recommendations? Sure is. Well, I have brands that I wouldn't use. Um, okay, what are they? We can't say that. <laughs> we can't. Um, no, we can't um, okay. Yeah. Well, well, well um, just being an abundance of caution. I mean, you could use yeah. a, use a, use one that that has higher would, consumer consumer ratings. Yeah. Um, do you go on the internet at all? I can. You can. If you do a little search about um, what is the best oil filter to use, you will see, like, we use Napa brand filters at our shop. That's what we use. And they're actually now made by Man Hummel is the name of the company. And they, M-A-N-N. Yeah, M-A-N. Two, two yep, words. Yep, two okay. words. Mm-hmm. And they're actually a really good filter company, and um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they bought Wix out. Okay. Yeah. But so, Manhummel makes, do they make it they under ma- different brand names? Yes. Okay. They will, they will make all different brand names, and you will see a, they make a lot of OE filters, original equipment filters for manufacturers. Okay. So technically, you could walk into Honda and buy one of their filters, essentially. Yeah, I'm not right. sure who makes Honda's filters, but yeah. But, now, we have a neighbor who's quite a mechanic. He recommends that she, she only drives about five miles. Uh, so she's retired, but she volunteered at different historic societies. Mm-hmm. Basically, one's about five miles one way, one's seven miles, and she'll spend <laughs> the whole day there. She doesn't really get the car warmed mm-hmm. up. He recommended instead of regular gas, at least go to high test, and he also recommended a mm. um, an oil additive that has some, some what he called EEA, polyether, amen, it's, 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 it's P-O-L-Y-E-T-H-E-R, then the second word is A-M-I-N-E, because he just dry, it hardly gets warmed up. Yeah. I could yeah. I could see why he would recommend something like that, because any kind of additive, um, oil add, additive would be a, a, just an additional protector for the motor. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, we use 
I'm not exactly sure what that one is exactly. We also have an oil additive for for cars that kind of get used like that too. So, um, and we will recommend it because sometimes the rings will stick on them and the, the they actually get a little little low on compression. So it it'll actually help them not stick and keep the additives in the oil fresher longer. Mm-hmm. So. How about the, Sorry, how guys. About using, how about instead of using regular, should she go to uh, something better, no. higher grade? I because she drives such a short distance. I I would per- personally. I would use what they call top tier gasoline in it, and you what want is that? that would be um, ones with like cleaning agents in. You'll find them. Um, it's usually like Sunoco, Sitco, um, Shell. Trying, yeah, Shell. There's no shells around here. Um, mobile. What well, used to be mobile? Yeah, it used to be mobile. Yeah, but like a top tier gasoline company. Will she goes to Sunoco station? That's all she gets. Yep, that's Sunoco good. That's air. good. Yeah, that's good gas. Yeah, yep. no, she'll okay. she'll do good with that. And regular sure. is fine enough, not going up. To I I think you'll be fine with regular. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have a problem with anything yeah. else. I mean, she's not have driving that much, so. No, that's it. You know, I mean, and he uh, he this guy was, he he seems to know the cars. He recommended Textron for the uh, gasoline mm-hmm. additive. Mm-hmm. Is yep. that good? Is that worth it? Yeah. That, yep. That's about it the is. best additive you can buy on over the okay. over the counter. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Charles. So, okay. We're gonna have to take okay. a break. I, okay, I really appreciate your help. Hey, no problem. Lot. Absolutely, thank Charles. you. Thank you. We'll be right back Bye-bye. after these messages. Thank you. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from Kings Auto Repair. Hello and welcome back. This is Idle Talk with Ashley and Tom. Hello. <laughs> We always make it. Oh, who's going first? I'll go. You go. I'll go. And he's like, "You go. <laughs> you go." I'm trying to. I'm, I this. I want to bring this picture up, and it's not real clear. You know, you printed this out, and it's. I like, know. I printed I, oh. printed everything out, and then it, it's like black and white, so you can't yeah. really even see what everything is. But I got it. I got it on on the computer now. Okay, it's good. a lot more clear on the on the yeah. on the uh, on the fancy thinker box. Yeah. So we're talking about different kinds of uh, dash lights and manufacturers' lights and that kind of thing, um, and just something that you know a light goes on you panic a little bit and you want to figure out what's going on with it and sometimes we do get those panic calls um but i do have a call coming in from dave in writing about um, transmission fluid hey dave hello uh i have a 2013 honda accord and i'm just trying to uh find out with its computer generated maintenance uh, list at what mileage would will it show me to have a uh, transmission fluid change the owner's manual doesn't really tell me other than if i'm doing severe driving to have it changed after 25,000 miles but that is not my case and i currently am at 60,000 miles with this vehicle can you give me some advice? Absolutely. Um, what year did you say it was again? Was Thir- it 13? 13. 13? Um, so what we've been seeing with um, Hondas, because we have quite a few of them coming into the shop, mm-hmm. is they actually get like this little rumble strip feeling when the um, transmission goes into overdrive. And um, we started... We've had some cars that as early as 45,000 miles, 
it started happening to and some you know as late as 90,000 miles and that's generally um, that happens when the fluid's starting to go bad so it really depends a lot on how you drive it I would say all right so um, do you do a lot of highway driving or mostly like in town driving well I'd actually say half and half uh, you know, when I'm going to a workplace and I'm doing 50, 60 miles an hour on a concrete highway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, is a, is a visual inspection, in other words, looking at the fluid, a sufficient way to determine? It it really what? is. It can it, be. It yes. really is. Um, at sixty thousand miles, I would definitely do it. Yeah. Um, it it's not going to. It's definitely not going to hurt it anything hurt by it, doing. No. But yeah. um, not doing it will definitely cause right. issues down the road. And you can smell the fluid, too. Yep. If it starts to smell funny, like burnt, then you know it's losing its viscosity, and it has a lot of dirt in it, too. Yeah, and if you wanted to pull the dipstick out and and put it down, like take a white sheet of paper out and just dab it down on the white sheet of paper, that transmission fluid should look nice and red. And right. if it doesn't look nice and bright red and it looks kind of brown, you should change it. Yeah. And and honestly, you're never really going to go bad by changing the transmission fluid every, I mean, honestly, so, every 50 well, to 60,000 miles, yeah. honestly. So we actually have a uh, a company we work with that will guarantee it, the transmission, if you change the fluid every 30,000 miles. With with the company, with, the fluid with their fluid, mm-hmm. yeah, with their fluid. Um, some cars, I personally think that's a little too much. But if you were looking for the warranty, that would definitely be something you know to think about because you mm-hmm. wouldn't have to purchase like an extra warranty. And a lot of these places that change the the transmission fluid will offer some type of thing like that mm-hmm. when you when you change the fluid. But I find it very interesting that that Honda doesn't say to I mean there's mm-hmm. such a maintenance maintenance uh, based uh, manufacturer they just everyone every maintenance 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 and they don't really advocate um, they don't advocate transmission services and I find that fascinating even but when they when they talk about severe they they're referring to anything that's not kind of a flat really nice weather type of driving is that kind of kind of correct yeah yeah so if it's dusty if it's hilly if it's cold if it's hot if it's hot and cold so anything really anything can be severe if it's not like you know you're in delaware and it's flat <laughs> and and doesn't get hot and doesn't get actually really cold so yeah i mean i'm i'm an advocate for transmission services just because it it, it can't yeah. can't be harmful I mean, it can be after a certain amount of mileage. I mean, yeah, if you wait too long, if you if you're at 150 thousand miles and you've never done anything to the transmission fluid, just leave it alone because you don't want to start disturbing disturb the dirt something. and everything that's in there. It's all kind of settled in really nicely. So yes. we always would you be able to uh, describe what methods are used to change transmission fluid? Uh, I, I know you can open a drain plug and drain so, it out, but is that a correct way to do it with uh, a 2013 Honda Accord? Short answer, no. Um, it depends. <laughs> long I'm, answer. I'm going to say depends. Long answer, Tom says it depends. <laughs> I, say, I say it depends. If it has a regular transmission in it, 
as in uh, one that shifts gears, not a constant variable transmission, mm -hmm. which is like kind of the new automatic transmission that everybody's using. Um, constant variable transmissions cannot be hooked up to a flush machine. They are a drain and fill type of transmission only. If you hook a machine up to them, they will burn up. Mm -hmm. um, the the older transmissions that um, actually have multiple gears in them, Tr traditional traditional transmission. automatic transmissions, hooking them to a machine is the best way to get everything out of them. Because um, it because pushes everything through. A transmission will actually hold... Um, that car probably holds eight to ten quarts of transmission fluid, mm -hmm. and if you were to drain it out of the pan, you're only going to get four. So mm -hmm. you're going to have a little more over than half of it still in there. So right. if you wanted to uh, do it yourself, what you could do is drain it out, fill it back up, drive it around a little bit, drain it again, and fill it back up. And that would get a lot more of the contaminants out of than just doing a single drain and then fill it back up. I see. Could I change a uh, question to uh, the gasoline that is offered at some of the gas stations? I, mm -hmm. My car, uh, the owner's manual says eight, use 87 octane, and uh, some of the stations offer an 88 uh, grade of fuel. What is that, and what kind of vehicles are using that grade? Is that uh, the one with the yellow handle? Uh, that's they... quite possible. I, yeah. I... So I think I think um, the one over in the sheets over off of 724, over by the Wawa and that Museum Road, mm -hmm. they have... Uh, ethanol blended fuel and right. uh, that has a yellow handle and i believe that is the 88 octane if your car is capable of running ethanol like e85 ethanol fuel you can use it but your fuel mileage will decrease is that what they call a flexible fuel vehicle yep okay that's what they call a flexible fuel vehicle so you have a badge generally have a badge on your car yeah. that says flexible fuel or a little usually they have a yellow gas cap that'll oh, tell okay. that are some type of yellow ring around it um i i so i said i believe the 88 is the ethanol the um i'm going is the um the uh, e85 the eth ethanol blended 85 um yeah now i'm mixing <laughs> my words up <laughs> ethanol blend 85 yeah, yeah, octane yeah yeah it's 85% ethanol so all right um unless your car's capable of running it don't put it in and all right will it, will will it hurt it or it just mm -hmm. oh it will oh, okay yeah. okay oh, yeah it will not run right okay so don't do that yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> so i would definitely stick with the 87 unless you have some type of running driving problem um what they call pinging um i would run 87 octane in it there's no reason to run a higher octane mm -hmm. in the car all right Thank you very much for your program. I appreciate your help this evening. Thank well, you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate the thank call. You. That was wonderful. Thank you. And we're going to go to a quick break, and we'll be right back, and we're going to talk to Manuel in Reading right after these messages. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk here on 830 AM, WEU, and 1160, WBYN, and I'm Ashley. And I'm Tom. 
And, and we're, we're live tonight. And we're live. And we're having a good time. And our, our phone number is 610-374-8800. We're taking your call or 888 mm-hmm. Give us a buzz. But we're going to talk to Manuel in Reading about an oil change on a Toyota. Uh, yes. Uh, good evening. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, no problem. Well, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so excited to hear about your Toyota. <laughs> That's 2005 Toyota. It has 400,000 miles. It's awesome. Uh, okay, what 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 model is it? We were we were taking bets. Camry, Camry, a Camry. Oh, Tommy I was, was right. right. I was right. <laughs> I said it had to be a Corolla or a Camry. Uh, no, yeah. he's. You said I bet you it's a Camry. I said it could be a Corolla, but anyway. I had a Corolla and I, I ran it up to one hundred ninety thousand, and I had a crash. And, oh, no. bummer. Uh, my mechanic makes jokes about the whole thing. Nice. Uh, my question is, uh, what is the best oil to use in that car? Yeah, on a high mileage. Yeah. Wow. That's a I, great question. I wouldn't change a thing. Well, I've what what oil using. are you using now? Yeah. Uh, 1030, I think it is. Are you using a high mileage um, oil? No, I think it's regular. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I think the whole mi- high mileage thing is a, is a gimmick. Too, so. so, is it? It so high mileage is actually interesting, and you're kind of doing it with your 1030 oil. Mm-hmm. So that car probably called. I'm thinking for 530. Yeah, that and around that age, that should have been a 530 oil. So um, that would flow like a five weight oil in the winter. That's what the five W is. That's the winter weight, and the summer weight when it would get hot would flow more like a 30 weight. So what the high mileage oil does, like if you were to put the regular 530 oil in, it's actually closer, that 5 winter weight is actually closer to 10 than it is to 5. So they thicken it up a little bit. Okay. And they thicken up the summertime a little bit. And then they put some additives in to help keep the seals soft inside the engine to reduce oil leaks. So it's not totally a gimmick. They do stuff to it, but um, a well taken care of car, well, a car that is well taken care of, um, you're not going to have many oil leak issues with. Okay, I, mean, I have some questions for you now. Okay, <laughs> have you owned this vehicle since new? No, uh, I bought it with eighty thousand miles. Okay, so it's relatively low mileage, so that's good. Yeah. Tell me what you do um, that you put so many miles on the car. The I bought it like in 2008, and through 2008 to 2011, I commuted to Harrisburg every day. Oh, okay. Makes sense. And then tell me what you're doing in order to keep this vehicle in good working order. Like what Basically, what kind of maintenance are you doing? <laughs> My philosophy, which is wrong, has always been that the car is at the service of the owner, not the owner. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't do a good job. However, I do change the oil. Every three months, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Regular, yes. Nice. That's the only thing I do for the car. <laughs> yeah, those mid two thousands Toyota Camrys yeah. are they're are, bulletproof. Yeah, they're rock solid. But but you're also <laughs> doing something right because you have four hundred thousand miles on a regular car. So I mean, yes, it's part of the manufacturer, and you're probably a really safe driver that you don't you know you av- maybe you avoid potholes and do all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> but <Not really>. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Now, nope. Now, <laughs> now, nope. Now I nope. work in red in the last ten years. Uh, 
eight years I worked in Reading, and you know how oh. streets in Reading are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, well, they're, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I used my car for my job. I used okay. To, yeah. Well, I'm just I'm just super proud of you that you have a 400,000 mile Camry. I just think that is absolutely tremendous. So I'm whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Keep changing the oil. Keep doing the maintenance. You you're gonna have a great car. Hopefully, we'll see if yeah. we call me back when you got a million on it or half a million on it. <laughs> I'm hoping that at least it lasts a year and a half because I have a daughter in college. Still uh-huh. a year and a half. Okay. Graduation. So. That's my goal. Yeah. Graduation and mm-hmm. the car. Yeah. <laughs> then I can buy a new car. And I will, I will still keep it if it's still running. But oh, keep that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, the, th- the thing about that is, like, once you have, like, that many miles on the car, it's not worth anything to anybody else. I mean, aside from you, because you know how it's been taken care of. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of love in that car. So it's like you don't even want to get rid of it just because, I mean... I don't know. I'm I'm a little bit of a collector. I'm a little bit of a hoarder. So yeah. <laughs> that's my my problem. But that's good. That's wonderful. Th- thank you so, so much for. The- oh well, wait, wait. So one more thing. The, oh, go ahead. Uh, you mentioned oil leak. It doesn't leak oil. It, it consumes oil, but it doesn't leak it. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, so with that, with the oil, I I would I would stay with the oil that you're using. I would keep using the 1030, like you you had said. And um, whatever brand it happens to be, I'd keep using it. Um, the oil leaks, um, you said it consumes oil. Yeah. Um, that's probably because it is it is high mm-hmm. mileage. If you want it to see if something would uh, help with that a little bit, mm-hmm. I would try a PCV valve in it. Okay. Because when they get older, sometimes if the PCV valve's never been replaced the car can actually start pulling extra oil out of the engine through the intake, through that valve. Okay. So okay. that could cut that down a little bit. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate your help and your, uh, your knowledge. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I appreciate the call. Thanks. All right. Have a good night. So we're going to take a really quick break. Uh, give us a call, 610-374-8800, taking your calls, talking about dash lights, all sorts of weird stuff. And we're going to talk to Kyle when we come back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Hello and welcome back. This is Idle Talk with Ashley. And Tom. And we're King's Auto Repair and we're on 830 AM, WEU and... 1160. WBYN. I get that. So we're going to talk to Kyle in Reading about... How many about... weeks has it been? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. It's fine. It's fine. Kyle in Reading, uh, low mileage, older vehicle oil changes. Kyle. Hello. How are you today? Good. Hi. Good, good. I, I don't mean to take you off topic. I will oh. say one thing. Uh, we have a, a newer GMC Yukon, and we are having all sorts of ground issues, and that throws dashboard you know, symbols off all the time. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. If I go through Easy Pass, I think we got it fixed. But when I used to go through Easy Pass, I, I, I swear to you, my car would just shut off, oh. and then about you know five seconds back into it, it would turn right back on. And like and, once uh, you yeah, got, they, they, that's like once you got past the sensors there, they would turn yeah, back it on. Was, it was, it was oh, crazy, scary, man. crazy. But, the car um, yeah, would turn off. Everything I would lose everything, but like the engine would stay running. But I would lose all dashboard, radio, and then it would like reboot. And like like if, if we were like go down to Delaware a lot, if, if when you're going through those, those yeah, fast lanes, the, yeah, the, oh, the yeah. fast lanes like 
70, 80 miles an hour, yeah. and everything would shut off, and you just kind of hold on. And That's Ooh. weird. That's scary. That's <laughs> so <laughs> weird. They're, they're known for ground issues, and I know, like, you know, uh-huh. we've been chasing them and, and fixing them, so it, it is what it is. Oh, my but, gosh. Um, you know, but, you know, my, my, my first car, I, I still own. I, I wish I owned a 57 Chevy or a 69 Camaro. So right. Tell you, it's pretty cool, but um, I was always a Jeep Wrangler guy, so my, my very first car I ever bought new, I still own, uh, and you know my, my profession has me driving, you know, a, you know my own, you know, van every day. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really drive it very much, but it's been garage kept. It only has fifty thousand miles on it, and it's a two thousand two. Wow! And uh, I'm at this point, like, you know, I changed oil two Octobers ago. I, I've, I've always used Wolf's Head. I like Wolf's mm-hmm. Head. Some people hate it. I like it. Um, you know, what what's your recommendation on that? I mean, it sits there, obviously. The, the car does condense in the garage. Mm-hmm. It's hot and cold, but you know what should I be doing? Because I, I think the last since the oil changed, if I put 500 miles on it since two Octobers ago. Oh my goodness! First of all, I have to congratulate for you for still having a vehicle that you purchased that long ago. I absolutely love that because I'm as I mentioned before, I'm a hoarder and I hate to get rid of cars. So I think that's tremendous. But well, it's my baby. I mean, honestly, like yeah. I, I, I bet you know, when I was younger, I seriously. I use liquid glass. I did it every Saturday. I, this was like my showpiece. You know, you're yeah. paying all payment, and you yeah. know now life uh-huh. takes over, kids and everything. Oh, yeah. Now, honestly, it's a Jeep Wrangler. It has a car cover on it, and it sits in my garage, and might get driven once, twice a year. It's crazy. <laughs> you should drive it more. Oh my gosh. Uh, I wish I had more time. You can come be my secretary, and I'll drive it more. How does that sound? <laughs> well, she's busy being mine, though. <laughs> yeah, busy, yeah, driving everyone a, else's yeah. cars. Yeah, she's driving everybody else's cars around to get them to, to pass emissions. And yeah, that after we work on them. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, so his his question, I mean, legit question, um, but you don't. It almost feels like you're throwing the money, throwing money away. Yeah, it, if you don't. If you don't, if you want to change the oil and then, but you've only put a couple hundred miles on it, like what? I I would change it. I would change it once a year. I'm regardless. just be, regardless because of the condensation. Yeah. And okay. it's, it's not going to like, if, if you didn't change it every year, it's not going to catch up to you right away that that condensation is going to ruin something, but it will catch up to you. Um, okay. Because you're not you're not planning on ever getting rid of this car. You know what? Jeep. No, I mean I'm at the I'm at the point now where like you know I I, I want to be that little old guy driving around in a cool <laughs> Jeep like in like nineteen you know in two thousand thirty five. Yeah. Right, right. You know, I bought this I, when it was new. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's where I'm at with it now. Cause yeah, it's like, off. It's not hurting anything, you know. So yeah, I I would change it. Um, if you don't drive it. If you're not driving it, don't change it. You know, just let it sit there. Um, but if you if you took it out, you're gonna drive it. I would I would definitely change it just because of the condensation from the the engine block. At least once a year. Yeah, yeah at least okay. once a year. I would I would do it. There, there you go. That plain plain and simple. I'd do it once a year. I'd, okay. I just Perfect. don't trust anything. But, yeah. It's gonna be. And, and Wolf's head. Like, did you, what, what are your thoughts on that? It used to be uh, a Pennsylvania oil, but I, I think it's it's sold off now. I believe. Um, I, there's not the answer. You probably have your, your, probably your sponsors. Are um, to you, the no, <laughs> no. Um, the, our, our supplier, our oil supplier carried Wolf's head mm-hmm. and they stopped carrying Wolf's head because there was an issue, um, with some of their stuff that they said, 
um, like their additive packages that yeah. they said there was stuff in it and there wasn't enough of the stuff in it to meet the qualifiers to be labeled for that. So um, it, there's a whole lot of stuff in the background on oil that um, if you don't know and you're not always up on it, it, it yeah, un, unknowing people buy stuff that, you're that thinking, thinking you're they're think doing the right good. thing. Yeah, you think you're doing yeah, the right yeah, thing sure. and it's good. Yeah. And then you find out that, oh, this company's been cheating by using this other this other stuff. And, or sub substand subpar. Yeah, basically making a sub subpar product and charging regular price for it. So I um it. I'm sure they corrected it by now because uh I, I in the oil realm in those forums and that Everybody basically hung them out to dry, so I'm sure they fixed it by now. But yeah. um, I haven't gone back to look. But I know our oil supplier; they carried it because we uh, our diesel oil we used to get was Wolf's Head, and they don't carry it any anymore. So we actually okay. switched our diesel oil over. So All right. well, that's my that's story. Great, great on that. information. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Right. I'll pull it out when it gets nice out and change the oil. Yeah, yep. good. Yep. Always. Well, thank you so much for the call. I appreciate that. Yep. Enjoy the night. Well, yep, enjoy the thank night. You, okay, thanks. We're going to take a really quick break. We'll be right back. We're back with more Idle Talk with Tom and Ashley from King's Auto Repair. And welcome back to Idle Talk here on 830 AM. I'm Tom. I'm Ashley. So, uh... We were talking about lights, but we've been talking a lot about oil, oil changes. changes tonight. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. when and it rains, it pours. And, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Oil changes are the most important thing you can do for the life of your vehicle. For the life of your engine. For the life of, of your engine. Life of your engine. Car washes are good for the life of the outside, outside. of the car. Exactly. And the frame. Which you're going to want to get your car washed after this weekend, oh. supposedly. They got it's this mess coming. going to be a nightmare, unless it's just rain. Then we're like, okay, we're fine. Luckily, yeah. though, it's happening on Saturday. Oh, thank God. I love rain. I love snow on a Saturday because it means I don't have to go anywhere. I could just look out the window and see how pretty it is and not worry about getting to work. And ugh, Yeah. Exactly. Ugh. You get to sit around the house and look at things. Yeah. And have an excuse to stay in my pajamas. That's right. <laughs> Until I have to go out and shovel snow that I just put yeah. the snow boots on. <laughs> then you grumble about it. And I that's complain I about that. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. Anyway, so, so Randy in Reading, uh, we're going to take your call. Uh, rumbling in overdrive. Hello. Hi. Actually, the reason that you get to stay in is because you don't live in the city. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I just look out my window and be like, oh, look, it's snowing. I don't have to do anything about it right now. Yes, in the city, we don't have any choice. No. They've now changed the ordinances. We have four hours. Really? Four. Yeah. Well, we... Well, well, if you're if you're at work and it, and it finishes snowing, uh, you better get your butt home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's well at the shop. I we have twenty four. Is that what it is at yeah, the shop? It's twenty. It's twenty four in, in West, West Reading. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it used to be anywhere between one and three days, depending on municipality. But somebody came up with this brilliant idea that if they cut it down to four, they'd make more people clean their sidewalks. And well, you'd be I able can't to necessarily find, agree with that. Find more people. You'd be <laughs> yeah. You'd be able yeah. to find more people. Yeah, for sure. We, we, we don't want to get into politics, do we? No, no, no. Lord. Oh gosh, no. No. Sorry. You were talking about when. Shifts in the overdrive. Mm-hmm. Mine is a 98 Nissan Frontier. Mm. And I bought it. Uh, the guy had had it in 
the paper and no one would buy it when they found out it had a code issue that turned out to be a knock sensor. Oh, and oh yeah. Okay. Eisenhower had quoted him mm-hmm. $600 to replace it. Mm-hmm. Shazam. Uh-huh. So he was willing to knock off some money and I bought it and determined what it would take to replace it. A, you know, a, mm-hmm. a $40 piece would take $600 in labor because of where right. it's buried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing is, it uh, it's not failed, it's failing. So okay. it goes on and off. Mm-hmm. Right. And usually it fails when it's warm and it's fine when it's cold. But I did notice that, uh, and it's very aggravating, I will be accelerating up a hill mm-hmm. and it will upshift. And then I get the rumble. Mm. I have not checked the uh, ATF for any burns. And by the way, if you wipe the stick and you see any traces of black, that's also usually an indication. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if the uh, anyone that is having rumbling, if they look at the transmission, are they certain that there's not having a problem with the knock sensor? Because it will not always thri- throw a code. Unless it happens, most of the uh, the programs, it has to happen a couple times. Right. Yeah, it does mm-hmm. have to happen a couple times in order for it to say, okay, there is a problem here. So uh, you would you would not look at that if you don't get the check engine light, but the knock sensor failed a couple times, but not often enough. So what the knock sensor is doing is it's looking for spark knock on the engine. Like, um, so the computer... As you're you're driving, it's going to try to advance the timing, um, which is um, I don't know how much into automobiles you know. You sound like you know a little bit more. I, I've, I've played around with cars for a while. So it would be like advancing your distributor in the yes. car, right? So you would take this, and it would. So say you advanced your distributor too far that sensor would pick up that spark knock from advancing the distributor too far, and it would move the timing back. It would back the timing off. So that's what that does. It backs the timing out of the engine. So um, I don't. it's not going to necessarily pick up the rumbling in overdrive. It's not picking up. It's causing it. Yeah, because it's, it's you mean rumbling as in like it lugs going uphill, like oh, like it lugs. Mm-hmm. You can feel it; it's laboring. Oh, you can yeah. feel it rumbling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can yeah, feel it lugging. When it shifts in the overdrive, it then does. I really get it. If I take if I un, uh, take it out of overdrive mm. and it downshifts, so you're fine. So it's unless back. it's warm, and then I get the pinging. Yeah, and then yeah. I did find that uh, if I can get rid of the alcohol crap, mm-hmm. ice ice would. Uh, the Wawa on Lancaster Avenue, mm-hmm. right outside of the city, carries they they class it as marine gas. Yeah, the ethanol free gasoline. Yeah, so, yeah, actually, gas. yeah. The Wawa, the new one that they just put up on Penn Avenue, has ethanol free stuff they, also. Right, they have a few places, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, even though it was in the middle of the summer, I barely had any pinging. As soon as I went back to the alcohol crab, mm-hmm. well, yeah. Yeah, that that truck was never made to run on any any it, type of blend of alcohol. That well, was, it, it's not only yeah. that; it's it's something that I it, it frustrates me when I hear people uh, t- tell us how great gasohol is. <laughs> if it was so great, why does it have lower energy output? And mm-hmm. why is it? I mean, alcohol is a solvent. 
Yes. They, they have to transport it in special tankers. They cannot use it and transport it in the pipelines. Now, what do you think it's doing inside your engine? Right. Yes, it's doing cleaning. But your, your, uh, your engine efficiency, your power, I, I, I was amazed how much better the truck ran on pure gas. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's also 40 cents a gallon more. Right. It, it is. <laughs> but, you, but you get a little bit better gas mileage on that. I can't t- check the mileage. I have a, a, a problem. There's a leak somewhere in the fuel system. I don't think it's in the tank. I think it's in the recovery. And mm-hmm. I've gone, oh, I have the shop manual. And, of course, the modern shop manuals, they don't tell you what the old ones did. Yeah. I, I, I had shop manuals from uh, the 60s, <laughs> and it would tell you step-by-step step, ex- everything in the, in the vehicle, how to get to it, where, what it looked like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ones, it's, oh, well, you know what this looks like. We don't have to tell you. Yeah. So <laughs> well, trying to track down the the, uh, the recovery system, you know, the vapor line. The, yeah, the vapor canister. Um, because it, 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 we suspect there's a leak there. I can't even find out where the lines are. I, I have to. I mean, in the manual. Yeah. In order to find, I've got to take equipment off of the truck to actually visually mm-hmm. track the lines. Yeah, usually they run them right next to the regular um, gas lines, the the pressure and the return line, and they kind of look usually look like the return line. But like you said, they they go all over the place. And, and there's also lots of stuff on top of them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, it's they, all. They, well, they they ran not only uh, pipes and hoses, but also wires. Yeah. So I, that's why I said <laughs> I have a bunch of stuff I have to take off just to see where the, the things go. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you've, if, uh, since uh, you get to do the test driving, Ashley, mm-hmm. have you run into situations where the uh, overdrive was upshifting when uh, you're accelerating? No, I can't seems say kinda, that. Yeah, it seems kind of odd. Yeah, well, but I can see why you're associating it with the knock sensor and the and the timing. That may, that it, does make that, sense. And if it is if it is pinging and it's and it's backing timing out. It would make it lug like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but you might have something else going on too. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm certain of it because uh, we've had several times. There's been different codes that were thrown, and then the next time we read the codes, they were gone. Yeah. So it's it's entirely possible the computer's dying. Have mm. seen that on them. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a couple Pathfinders that have the same engine. So, Randy, we got to take a break though. I, I just wanted to make a comment, Ashley. I was disappointed with the flaps down instead of the parachutes out. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's... Sorry. I'll try better no. next time. <laughs> okay, thanks so much, Randy. Thank you, Randy. We'll be right back after these messages. And now let's get back to Tom and Ashley with Idle Talk from King's Auto Repair. Hello, good evening, and welcome back to Idle Talk with Ashley and Tom. Hello. On... 8.30 a.m. W.E.U. And? 11.60 W.B.Y.N. Okay. One day you'll get it. There's some things. I remember my driver's license number oh. as soon as I got it. I know my insurance number. But sometimes... I do. I don't. I, do. I don't need it. I, well, I your insurance number is... I have an accident. Your insurance number is my number. It's <laughs> our number. I only need it if I have an accident. Don't I don't have accidents. That. Knock on wood. <laughs> yes, please. So, so we were trying to talk about, uh, check engine lights and dash lights. So I would like to talk about this next week. 
We can do that. Yeah, let's do that. But we took a lot of calls about oil changes and just a lot, a lot, of, lot, gra- of, a lot of great calls. Yeah, just an oil changes. It's like when it rains, it pours. I think it's fantastic because, as I said, doing the oil change is the single most important thing you can do to preserve the life of your engine. Exactly. So we'll always, always, always change the oil. Even if you think, well, I just did it. You just did it a year ago. So do it at least yeah. once a year for yeah. sure. At least once a year, that keeps the condensation out, mm-hmm. um, that you don't have to worry about it ruining the internals in the engine. Yeah. Water, is, water and oil don't mix. Water they is a killer. Be, that's right. And salt, salt's a killer, too. And mm-hmm. I did make mention of that before. After these kinds of like crazy uh, snowstorms where there's lots of salt and brine on the roads, you can go to a lot of the um, drive-through um, car washes. Car washes. You can request an undercarriage wash, and I think it's like five bucks extra. Totally, totally, totally worth it. Get the salt off. Get the salt off of there. So we're gonna head out tonight. Um, have a lovely, lovely, lovely evening and weekend. Please stay safe out there in this weather, whatever happens this weekend, and we will see you next week. Thank you very much.